Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Hey, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Cigars for Idiots. I think DMX must have sneezed at the end of that one. I, I, ah. <laughs> um, I am Rob, and you, sir? Arlo. What's happening? You know, just another chilly day waiting on the ice storm to get here. No kidding, man. You know what makes me nervous about this little weather system? They don't know what, what's coming. They we really don't. We could get don't. a 93 blizzard, or we could get up to an inch of ice. And I told my kids <laughs> yesterday in class, I was like, look, boys and girls, if y'all live in North Georgia, especially Northeast, I said a tenth of an inch of ice will shut your town down. Catastrophic. I said an inch of ice, it will be pure pandemonium. Yeah. I said there will be no power. You little assholes won't have internet for days. For days. And so then I got to looking. We're supposed to go to uh, Arkansas next week. And that weather's changing. They don't know what it's going to be like. But the first morning that we're scheduled to hunt, the low that morning is 22 Sustained winds at 16 miles an hour. You're going to have to shoot left and hope the duck flies. Could you, <laughs> could you explain to people that's never duck hunted how you, uh, what, what do you do when you duck hunt? You go where? Uh, out there you go, around here you go to swamps or fields. Okay. Out there you go to, uh, rice fields. They flooded. Ah. Uh. But and we're still dealing with water. Water. Which will be frozen. Which will be frozen. Which there'll be wind chill of I look. below. I looked. Butthole below? 19. No, sir. That's why I've never been duck hunting. And my wife, when I was reading this out last night, she goes, do you have enough warm clothes? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got it. I got it covered. Like, now it's taken me four years to like a ki- to accumulate it, but and that's the thing. Nobody, it is not an expen- It's not an inexpensive no, sport. No, it's not. I and that's what I. Everybody's like, oh man, you bought so and so, and I'm like, yeah, I bought it on sale four years ago. Guess what? I'm still using it. So if you divide that price by four, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I inter- I like really got into. Because I used to freeze to death when I was younger. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. And now I'm older. Like, if the wind changes, I get cold. Yeah. But I started reading up on how to properly layer. And that's the that's made the biggest difference in the world. Is it Once you get your system, whatever makes you comfortable, so you can peel off if you get hot and then mm-hmm. put it back on, it's made a huge difference. Now, it's... I, not gonna say what it's cost me over the years. Oh yeah, no, it's, the wife will oh, it's ridiculous. Fucking stroke out. But. Well, um, we hope we can help your cause. Uh, we, uh, I found that uh, big old brick of hunting soap from Duke Cannon. Uh, it's a scent eliminator. I don't know if ducks can smell when it's uh, below zero, but ain't uh, nobody smelling nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I might like, be at the Waffle House going. They'll be like, it looks cold out there. They'll be like, Arlo, you smell so good. <laughs> Come here, boy, snuggle with me. <laughs> Do you the make good can news, you make pig noises? The good news is, uh, hopefully, we're still hunting out of the pits, so the wind. So we're, oh, that's good. We're ground level, and the wind won't cut through us. Yeah. Now around here, a buddy of mine and I. Oh, it's been about five years ago. We goose hunted. Uh, the day, it was January second. The windshield was 16, and we were in, they call them layout blinds, but they're big coffin blinds. And when those flaps were shut, man, I was warm as I could be. But as soon as you had to throw them things open. I bet it took forever forever to get it warm again, I bet. Oh, it did. Yeah. It was awful. um, And I've hunted hunted deer like my whole life. I just hadn't been in a while. but that was my one thing. Uh, I would straight up, if my feet ever get cold, it's the end. I'm yeah, done. I, I am can't too. get warm. That's the way I am. And uh, I had little feet. I still got little feet. Uh, but uh, 
I remember my daddy would like, I would put sandwich bags on my feet and then put my socks on. My feet never got cold. Like, I, I mean, my feet was like sweating. And then you take, <laughs> you take them damn socks off. Ooh. Son, it was magic. It was some kind of, <laughs> it was some kind of a, a weapon of mass destruction. It had some chemical warfare going on <laughs> in my socks, buddy. It was rough. So, um, but yeah. And also, I want to just, I mean, it's been so long. <laughs> Um, in case you were living under a rock or you don't watch college football, your 2021 national champion, uh, college football national champion is the University of Georgia. First time in 41 years. And if you've not done yourself a favor, go find the Barstool Sports Network's coverage of the guy in the ref yes. uniform interviewing them drunk in college Athens. kids it in Athens. A, the guy standing on the porta potty like, woo, and then and the sandwich all, falls through it. Well, yeah. he, the guy, he goes, what is it for? And, they, and this guy, you can tell, is blitzed out of his mind. He's holding a two-by-four. Why would you not go find the drunkest kids <laughs> that you could find? And the th- and then he's holding the two by four. So what's he goes, it mean? What's it mean? He goes, means the world. Man. It means everything. And then he has to knock on it. He goes with a mic. He knocks on the board. He goes, no. What does this mean? <laughs> that is the best. That, that is. I that wish is I could. Mom been- and pi- that if mom and dads around the world ever watch that, that's what happens in Athens yeah. on Thursdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I wanted to be like, uh, if I would have been there, I would have had to step in and say, it's uh, it's probably a. Southern wrestling tradition. He's this dude is walking down the streets of Athens like hacksaw Jim Duggan, going oh, and like swinging that two by four over his head. There's no telling how many people he probably got arrested the next day because there's probably multiple people that got hit with some random guy with a two by four. There was a girl that posted that she went to Ole Miss and happened to come home for the weekend, and she lives outside of Athens. She said, "I thought it would be a good idea to go to Athens during the celebration." It looked like she got hit. It was down her nose, across yeah, her lip. Yeah. And, I mean, it looks bad. Yeah, it does. But, you know. Uh, my, but the good thing about the Athens Police Department is they they knew it was coming, and they blocked off. They prepared off. for a they, lot of they it, could, yeah. They had them down. They had them isolated. They did. They had them basically right there where the Chick-fil-A is at across from the Classic Center. Mm-hmm. And that whole and that's a walk pedestrian area only. So they just said, uh-uh, y'all can go over there and do whatever. And But we're keeping an eye on you start destroying shit. And that porta potty though, that was it was classic because you know somebody went right through to the blue water. Let me tell you, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite quote at the end of that game is when they're passing, they're giving the trophy out, and uh, Kirby Smart goes, "That's gonna be some property tore up in Indianapolis tonight." <laughs> I mean, they already got the police called on them for barking in a restaurant. That may Which, have been the most childish yeah. bullshit I've ever seen. Yeah. Just like one of the commenters said, Can if y'all you imagine, had just let them finish, it would have been over. Could but, you imagine how much money they just threw away? Because you know, cause, you know all media. the Georgia fans are like, do not go eat here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you're right, man. I had a lady that I work with. Um, I She graduated from Georgia, and so I texted her the next morning, and I was like, how's it feel to wake up? knowing that the 41-year curse is over. And she said, my plane just landed. I was at the game last night. I have not slept. I left the game, partied, got on the plane, yes. drove, and I was like, I love it. When I die, I want to be you. Yeah. Dude, I cried <laughs> like a baby. I did. I did. I got I got tore up. And, every, and, of course, everybody in my house was asleep. And I was in the bedroom watching it. Brittany was asleep. And uh, when he picked that ball off and took it to the house, I grabbed her. Like, I don't know how hard I grabbed her, but I grabbed her. And I said, we just beat Alabama. We just fucking won this game. And her eyes was like, <laughs> like I'm going to die. No, her eyes were like huge. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up. I'm sorry. I said, but God dang it, we just beat Alabama. So, And the Alabama fans have been humble. They hadn't uh, been a lot of chirping going back and forth. Uh, but, uh, man, overall, great game. First half, I was, I didn't think we was going, I thought it was going to be the same thing. Well, second half, when that bullshit fumble called. Yes. I think I that lit, pissed. I think that lit a fire under everybody's ass. Yeah. I think it did. So, but, uh, congratulations to the University of Georgia and the Georgia Bulldogs. And, uh, one thing Bull- I saw yeah, yesterday was all the Kirby haters that out there, he just won his first national championship in year six. That's that's impressive, and he's had a dominant. Uh, he's, I mean, he's been that we've been dominant for a while in the East uh, under Kirby's regime. Now, they may fall off the map next year, but True. you know what? 
Nobody can say 1980, and nobody can say second and 26. Anymore. I've got to tell you, and we'll have Darius on this show a lot more. Uh, he was out of town. Uh, he uh, <laughs> Bless his heart, man. And I think this was a great challenge, and I wanted to get a part of it, but I had to go be in Warner Robins the next day real early. And uh, But he opened up his national championship Coke. From nineteen eighty. From nineteen eighty and poured it in on some bourbon and drank that shit. And I was like, Yes, sir. And I was like, damn it, I wish I we could do the University of Georgia challenge uh with our nineteen eighties cokes. Still might happen. I got mine at home. My dad's got like eight of them. And I did read where it won't hurt you. It just it might make you feel a little weird. But the whiskey will kill it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. So we'll start that. Do you I have got a some bottle? Seventeen ninety two. You bring your bottle, we'll split the bottle of nineteen eighty. We'll do it right here. We'll do it right here on the on air, and I'll bring my seventeen ninety two full foolproof bourbon that heater sent. We got to make it. Andrew's got to drink it. He's an Auburn fan, but we're making him drink it. And yeah, we'll do. That'll be just that'll be two fingers each. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That'll be good enough. Yeah, I think so. I think. It's and then fair. we'll video it and put it on. Yes, media. here it comes. Here it comes. I'm right. put enough whiskey in there. I'm not tasting. That I ain't Coke. tasting nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna be tasting shit. So, um, but all right. Uh, Way to go, Georgia Bulldogs. And then uh, let's go ahead and jump into this episode. But before we do that, let's do this. Today's what the Florida. Florida. You sound like uh, Tom Brokaw again. No, you sound like uh, Stetson Bennett on Good Morning America. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot to talk about that, too. He was shit housed. But you know what? I would have been too. Good for him. He can come back next year. Did you know that? Yeah, but if As he does, he's a damn idiot. He should not come right back. Right off in nope. the sunset. Let that young guy coming in. Let uh, What's his name? Uh, God dang it. What is his you name? You got Brock yeah, and yeah, other Brock. guy. Yeah. Um, drunk, shirtless Florida man arrested after punching a woman in the head and going door to door picking fights. I will post this guy's face. It's amazing he didn't get shot. Norman's rampage began... When he punched a woman in a trailer park at the end after he ran into a chain link fence and passed out. Two trailer park girls go around the outside. <laughs> <laughs> the notorious Florida man is at it again. This time he comes uh, in the form of a drunk, shirtless Pensacola resident who went door to door in a neighborhood looking for a fight. According to Pensacola News Journal, 32-year-old Christopher Christopher Doyle Norman was arrested on October 30th for multiple offenses, including home invasion, battery, burglary, larceny, and criminal mischief. All these charges came from a single drunken rampage when when, uh, Norman kicked open a gate to a trailer park. Here we go. Um, Norman then approached a woman who was sitting outside of her mobile home, probably smoking cigarettes and, uh, drinking PBRs. Uh, he punched her in the side of the head, not quite finished with a mobile home yet. Norman damaged the home's ladder and exterior before continuing on to his next victim. This just then she was drinking 22 ounce Miller high life lights, or she was drinking <laughs> a 40 of, uh, old English old e or Schlitz. Schlitz, I'll give you the shits. <laughs> Um, when he arrived to the next neighbor's house, he fell through the home's open door, which caused the residents to pick up a hammer and order Norman to leave. Eventually, Norman left that trailer, uh, but he yelled, I'll be back later, and I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> you just can't have a good time you anymore. Can't. Uh, <laughs> once he was done with that trailer, Norman made to a nearby apartment complex. So he he, he was moving up and up. Up in his game. Yeah. Uh, he knocked the door and dared a resident to fight him. Uh, the resident understandably, or what, what, yeah understandably shut his door in Norman's face and locked it. This prompted Norman to ram his shoulder into the door, which consequently caused damage to the door frame. I'm trying not to click on that Bojangles logo there. <laughs> Cause I don't, it's like them biscuits. Look, I, here's ugh. the thing. This guy is obviously like on PCP. He's on, basalt. he's more than drunk. Yeah. 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 And when you break a door frame, you're lucky you don't die. He's not small. I mean, no, I mean, not, he's not big. He's a small looking dude. Yeah. I mean, either a baseball bat to the head, yeah. gunfire. Oh, I will fucking fill you full of holes. You will not leave the same way you came to my house. You will be ventilated. <laughs> uh, next, Norman let himself into an apartment whose door was unlocked and screamed at two men inside and said, fight me. <laughs> they chased him <laughs> around the table. <laughs> they threw a lamp at him. And when they could not catch him, luckily, uh, he, he escaped out the door. Most likely, from all his running around, 
Norman grabbed a slice of pizza from the apartment, and then they chased one of the men in the bedroom. He's chasing like he's chasing people around with a piece of pizza in his hand. So you get hungry when you whoop an ass. Yeah. Uh, the other man tried to call nine one one, but Norman snatched the landline from his hand. Well, a landline should have had his cell phone uh, in the closet. Snatched it uh, from his hand and then started hitting him in the back of the head with the phone receiver. Jesus. Uh, men, the men tried to escape Norman by running outside, and he chased them around the complex. Norman's drunken rampage came to a screeching halt when he ran into a chain-link fence, knocked it down, and then knocked him out. Left him there passed out with the chain-link fence on top of him. Uh, police, ro- revi- Damn it. police arrived on the scene. And found him unresponsive and to be intoxicated. They handcuffed him, and uh, he made vague threats against the officers. Thankfully, no victims on Norman's rampage sustained major injuries. However, the one woman he punched in the head told the officer that she had a brain tumor and she would need to undergo a thorough (laughs) medical exam. Jesus. Lady, he ain't got no money. You you can't sue this guy. What you going to get? He wasn't even wearing a shirt. Uh, Norman is currently being held in uh, Escamba County Jail on a $262,500 bond. Where do you get those random-ass numbers? Why are we not in just increments of 100000 Yeah, that makes Why no sense. Why 262500 Well, Judge, I had the two sixty-two, but that five hundred is going to put me under. Now they're going to say, well, what does the budget look like for uh, the water department? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, this motherfucker's getting another thousand tacked on him. So, so yeah, drunk shirtless man uh, going to town uh, in a mobile home near you and down in Pensacola. Y'all watch out. Keep your head on a swivel. So, <laughs> these stories are great. Jesus. Um, all right, so we covered, uh, we've been doing these, um, long these wolf. lone wolf uh, episodes. And when we did Timothy McVeigh, uh, we kind of talked about how he – he was angered somewhat about how the United States government FBI treated uh, the people of Waco, Texas. Once that uh, the FBI raided that complex or that, that cult. And I think over a hundred people, I can't remember what the exact number was, uh, had died, burned up in an inferno uh, when the FBI had broke in and uh, they started, was it FBI and what was the other ATF. ATF. And they started opening fire on these people, which they were getting shot back at as well. And uh, I'm not saying that, um, I hate it. The innocent people there died. And when I say innocent people, the children, because I think the adults could have been smart enough to get the hell out of there and not get involved in such a crazy, uh, incident. But, um, but I'm not real sad that David Koresh and some of those other people met, you know, met their demise. But so when we, we started looking into these, uh, other, um, these other standoffs with the ATF, the FBI, the United States government and landowners, and I'll be surprised. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was I was pretty surprised how many uh, incidences there were. And what we're going to do is we're going to start. Uh, we're going to go backwards. We're going to start at the most current event that happened, and we're going to work our way back. Uh, and uh, you know, we'll we'll actually cover Waco. We're going to talk about Waco, and then we'll talk about Ruby Ridge as well, which was kind of the the, the main point. But if you go back and listen to the episode we did on Black Wall Street, that's the first time the United States government straight up murdered american citizens uh for uh for whatever greed or uh power that they were looking for but uh we'll start uh in oregon with a gentleman called lavoy finicum finicum and uh and basically he is a cattle rancher and i think it was called the mauer uh national refuge uh he occupied it that's when everybody kind of was it was brought to their attention something was going down and that was in january of 2016 and he was surrounded by what they named themselves as the citizens for constitutional freedom but this started way before everybody saw him on the news and the, and it goes to <clears throat> blm and it's not the ones that have been setting cars on fire in missouri bacon lettuce and maters there you go it's a great sandwich um this is actually the bureau of land management and it's hard to find what they actually do except piss off ranchers that have land near yeah. Because I, the way I understood it, and maybe one of our listeners can figure it out, but the way I understand it is the federal government has a bunch of this land out there. They're just, they've bought up or didn't sell. It's 
They, did, they just stole it from the Indians. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't buy it. But the <laughs> ranchers can apply for a grant or apply. No, it's a per, uh, permit to allow their livestock to graze on those lands, but you have to pay a Ta- fee. A fee and taxes on it. Yeah. So whatever, like say I'm, I'm a ranch owner and, and then I've got a hundred acres, but the federal government has a thousand next to me of that thousand. There's 200 more acres of grassland that I could just let my cows mm-hmm. eat on. And so it makes sense for ranchers and it makes sense for them, for sure. the government because they're getting money out of it. But this gets to basically, um, it's just a, he said, they said, mm-hmm. but anyway, you know, there's not a whole lot of personal background information on Finnecom. Um, in 2002 records stated that he had filed bankruptcy for when he was living in New Mexico and he had owned a business called Southwest Horse and Trails. Uh, in 2008, he was operating a foster home for troubled boys near the Chino Valley in Arizona. And then uh, in 2010, the Catholic Charities Community Service in Arizona paid the family 115000 to foster child- children. So he made over 100000 just fostering. With you just saying that, God, here we go. I'm trying to stay on track here, but uh, you got a man who has a he's fostering boys, wayward boys. Where the first time was in Arizona, Arizona, which is close to Mexico. Okay, and then the next time, all right. So, and the Catholic Church has got their hands in it, and they're giving these people money. Yeah, they paid just them, well, not the state of Arizona, but just the Catholic charities. What is the Catholic Church notorious for? Okay, this is starting to it's starting to like this just went in a whole other direction for me that I never even looked at it like. But we'll we'll dig in we'll 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 get back. Sorry, I got off. man. My whole did you see the light yes. bulb light up over my head He's over here doing dances? Because I'm trying to figure out why this man ended up dead. It didn't make sense for this man to end up dead until now. Until right now, to me, <laughs> it made perfect fucking sense why he's dead. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So that's he's fostering children in 2009 and. January of 2016, the state removes all of the foster children from his and his wife's care due to the fact that he is occupying this National Wildlife Refuge. And from what I can gather, they just went, that was where, I think the Wildlife Refuge was just kind of a center point. It's not that they're trying to take over the Wildlife Refuge, Mm -hmm. I don't think. Mm -hmm. But anyway... Um, I will say this. I'm not accusing him of, of having inappropriate relationships with kids. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that do. That are affiliated. That are affiliated with this gentleman. Yeah. Which I'm not saying anything bad about him. Now, once they took the children away from him, basically he told the media that his ranch was barely breaking even because of the the cattle. Basically... The foster money was his means, and the cattle kind of paid for themselves. Yeah. And so now he said he doesn't have any income, and that was in 2016 when they took over the ranch. Now, here's what's crazy is he had gotten a grazing permit from the Bureau of Land Management. And at the time, he releases a YouTube video, which – Somehow just gets taken down. All of a there, yeah, there were several YouTube videos, and I, and I don't know if any of them. There may be a couple of cupcake ones left on there, but but the one you're talking about, there's several of those that are gone. Yeah. So he releases this video in which he claims it's unconstitutional for the federal government to own the lands that the Bureau of Land Management owns, and said that he was inspired by the Nevada rancher Cliven Bundy and that standoff in 2014. In less than six months, Finnecom accrued more than $12,000 in fees and fines, which he refused to pay. So basically, there's not been this big deal. And then he sees Clive and Bundy says, look, I'm not paying y'all shit anymore. And mm-hmm. so he's like, well, you know what? Hell, I, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. And I think it's one of them. <clears throat> it started off with one of those things where it takes one person to stand up, but if nobody stands up behind them, and so I think he looked at it as, well... This is our chance. Yeah. I'm going to stand up. 
maybe some ranchers around me will stand up and quit paying these idiots because it's kind of like national forest lands the way I understood it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so in 2016, he is, Finnicum is erroneously mentioned in court filings during a felony case against a man named William Keebler. Now, William Keebler is a certified nut. He planted a bomb near a Bureau of Land Management cabin, which just happened to border Finnicum's ranch. In the complaint, the government, in the court proceedings, the government alleged that Finnicum had accompanied Keebler on a reconnaissance of said cabin in October of 2015. But that was not the case. The government later had to recant that. All of it. And... um. Lavoy's Finnicum's wife said that Keebler had been at their ranch on other business the day that the um, federal government alleges they went off together. Um, but she stated that he, her, and her husband never left the ranch. So, I mean, I mean, I can see it's one of those things where this gives the federal government probable cause to justify what's going on. And then they re- later recant after all this shit hits the fan. Let, I'm going to bring. I just kind of want to bring this in too. Um, there's there's several instances too where you have these people that the majority of these people consider themselves sovereign citizens. They don't need to be governed by the state, which I completely understand. I get it. I completely, especially after you watch how much taxpayers' dollars are squandered away overseas and over stuff. Uh, anyways, we're not going to get into all that, but. Here's one thing that I never understood is there's a couple of incidences where uh, these sovereign citizens are, are are rebelling against the government uh, because they're taxing them, they're taxing the land they live on, they're taxing the animals, they're trying to feed them. Why would those people ever set land on fire? I mean, can you can you quite, why why what sense does it make for any of those people that are fighting to protect these lands? You know. For them to burn the for them lands. to burn the lands, and the thing is, a lot of people don't understand, and bef- most people think of that's causing a natural disaster or that's man-made forest fires. Mm-hmm. But what you don't understand is, if it's a controlled fire, it actually benefits all of those grasslands because they come back stronger. Sure, and all that stuff, nitrogen in the soil, and so yeah, I don't see ranchers purposefully just trying going to destroy the land, burn a whole wildlife yeah. refuge just to be an idiot. Yeah, but when they can say, "Well, these guys just set a wildlife a fire, a wildfire," we got to go take action against them. It's easy for them to do that. You know what I mean? It just kind of gives them the the go ahead. You got to have justification. There it is. Yeah. You know, there it is. Now, Finnicum kind of named himself the spokesman for the militants that had occupied that wildlife refuge and he was dubbed the tarp man by msnbc for sitting outside at night in a rocking chair holding a rifle in his lap and sometimes covering himself completely in a blue tarp those aren't very warm no they're not should probably get a blanket might he be looks a little bit better he looks a little bit like an apricot with a cowboy a dried apricot yes, he does. with a cowboy hat on it and glass with a lever action in his lap like my grandmother made those like she would take apples and they would like rot <laughs> And she'd put them on a body. It looks like an old person's face. <laughs> God. I was like, do you have a problem, Grandma? We should address. All right. So on January 6th, he states that he would rather be arrested if the occupation turned violent. I have no intention of spending any of my days in a concrete box. So he doesn't want to die. No, he absolutely He's just does not want to bring um, some awareness right. to the situation. So on January 26th, uh, several of the, I guess, leaders who were occupying the refuge decided to leave in a two-truck convoy. The convoy included Amon Bundy, Ryan Bundy, Shauna Cox, Ryan Payne, and two supporters, Victoria Sharp and Brian Cavalier. And some of these names we'll, we'll talk about again in, in future episodes. Yeah, the, it's now, not their first rodeo. Their intention leaving was to speak at a public meeting in Grant County. I guess the name of the town's John Day. Huh. But anyway, so Finnicum was driving a 2015 Ram pickup followed by a dark-colored Jeep. 
state and federal authorities used the opportunity to intercept them with a two-phase kind of traffic stop rolling roadblock. It's about two miles past the, I guess, into their journey. Now, the where they stop them is on U.S. Route 395, and there's basically nothing around. They had actually planned to stop them once they got into Grant County, but it was moved to Harney County because the FBI and Oregon State Police considered the Grant County Sheriff to be a security leak. Mm. And basically, he was in favor with the military. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't see what he didn't see yeah. eye to eye with the government. So they decided to use this spot also because there was no cell phone service, so they couldn't call for help or media attention or any of that stuff. So as the convoy entered the area, the FBI and the state police get in behind the Jeep, which is driven by Mon Bundy, and they pull them over. They arrest both of them, no incidents. Um, now, the guy driving the Jeep just happened to be a government informant. There's where your leaks are coming there from. There you go. Not the police department. Yeah. Now, uh, in the lead vehicle, which is Finnecombe's, he kept going but eventually stopped. Now, police fired a 40-millimeter plastic tip round of pepper spray, which hit the top of his truck. At that point, Ryan Payne exited Finnecombe's truck and surrendered uh, peacefully. Finnecombe's other passengers, Ryan Bundy, Shauna Cox, and Victoria Sharp, remained in the truck. Now, after Payne surrenders, Cox and Bundy each started recording cell phone videos of the confrontation. Now, these are the videos that are not on YouTube anymore. Right. They took them down, and they, the, other, the videos that you find now, they've somewhat been altered. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah, I saw the, the original, and they had a legitimate gripe. Sure. So, the videos capture police identifying themselves as Oregon State Police and order Finnecum to turn off his engine. Refusing that, he yells back that he was going to meet Palmer, and that was the only way officers could prevent the meeting was to shoot him Mm -hmm. he yells quote you back down or you kill me now go ahead put the bullet through me i don't care i'm going to meet the sheriff you do as you damn well please end quote well he probably shouldn't have said that yeah about seven minutes after he starts to drive away and they're pursued by officers about a mile later he comes around a curve and there's a roadblock so he swerves to miss the spike strip and somehow overcorrects it and he's in a big snowy embankment, embankment yep now if his truck become, uh, is stuck he immediately exits the vehicle just as two shots were fired by an fbi agent so so and then i forgot what his name was he was given his account to the to the there were he was in a police station handcuffed giving his account and this is what he said they opened fire first and then just like Ruby Ridge yes just like yeah. Waco yeah just like that so but but they were trying to spin his words and he was like no that's not what I said what I said was he entered he exited the truck peacefully um, and then they fired the first shots yeah so one of those shots hits the roof of the truck the other one goes wide. These shots are the ones that basically turn everything on its head. Mm-hmm. The other agents hear shots and think they're being fired upon. Now, he is, Finnecombe is in the video. He has his hands raised and he's holding his hands above his head and seemingly reaches into, I guess, I don't know why. The jacket pocket. And then that's when. That's when they shot him. Yep. Now, officers would state that there was a, a loaded semi-automatic weapon found in his jacket. Of course there was. But you know what? I watched the video from the, the aerial video. If you watch it, to me, it maybe I was wrong. Um, but it looks like he's walking around with his hands up. And then, to me, he stumbles. He loses his balance in the snow, and he puts his hands down by his side, like trying to trying to make sure he's not going to fall on the ground. And then that's when the guy shoots him right. He shoots him in the fucking back. Yeah, three or four times. Yeah, like runs up behind him and shoots him in the back. But and here's what I don't understand: they have a roadblock. They have snipers perched. They all of this 
did not have to happen. No. And they said that you can see on the official FBI video, there's a guy coming down the embankment towards him, and he's already holstered his sidearm, mm-hmm. and he's pulled out his taser, and he's going to make sure this ends peacefully. Yeah, and the other dude just fucking blows him away. Blows him away. But if you watch, go watch the video again. Maybe I'm wrong, but to me, he's got his hands out. His hands are out, and then it looks like he stepped in a hole or tripped over something because everything's covered in snow. He loses his bounce. When he does, he pulls his hands in. And then once he pulls his hands in, it's over. They shoot him. Or the guy shoots him. I don't know, man. Or maybe he knew something and was going to tell the sheriff about, and they made sure that conversation never happened. That's And here's the thing. The main argument. This guy's harmless. He's harmless. Yeah, the main argument is none of this happened. Y'all are just. This is huge conspiracy, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> the thing is, it's like the undercover guy that was in the Jeep they pulled over. There may be someone that says they're with the FBI that had just come from another office, and his whole purpose of being there was to make sure Finnecombe did not walk away breathing. Right. That doesn't mean the whole FBI and the whole Oregon State Police are in on a cover-up. Right. Because they don't, they don't know. know. They don't have no idea what what what's uh, set these these plans into motion. Yeah, like in Shooter. Yeah, the guy on the grassy knoll was dead within an hour. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, "Well, how do you know that? Because I still have the shovel, son." <laughs> I wonder if uh, the lady, uh, the little lady with the the jacket and the thing over her head and the glasses, was in the woods somewhere too. The babushka. Yeah, the babushka. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. I know people, and I'm not saying that. All of this shit's conspiracy theories. But here's the thing. Within the last six months, go back and read the conspiracy theories about this virus and about what's been going on. And then go a couple of months into time and those conspiracy theories become facts. They start becoming, yeah, yeah hell yeah, they do. Um, and my, I guess my thing is, I, and I'm not saying I'm wearing, we should get tinfoil hats though. I'm going to buy some today. We're gonna make them. We're gonna. I'll just buy some tin foil. That's we'll what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't point it. I won't like the a like, unicorn. Yeah, that's what I want. Or like the like Bender the, the alien off of uh, the uh, what's that cartoon? But I want to do it like <laughs> in signs where they're all sitting on the couch and the kids have the <laughs> the tin foil hats on and his brother's got he's like what it can't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my thing is, I guess. When you read an article, that's not the only side of the story. There's another person. You got to ask questions, people. And that's what makes us, I felt like that's what makes us a great country, is I can ask a question, and, and it, it doesn't mean I hate you. Does it just, not, just not means, have... have you thought of this other side? Right. And that's where my mind goes the first time I hear a story. Okay, what was the, What's the other side of What's it? What's the other side of it? Yep. And then you start trying to research it and then make your own opinion. You could like research it and it could have, you know, when we first, I knew about this, but when I first started reading it, I could have researched it and come back to you and said, look, man, he was, this old man was crazy. Yeah. But like you said, he wanted to go talk to the sheriff. My thing is, why stop him on the way to go talk to the sheriff? When you he, already know where he's going. He is going to somewhere where you can just lock detain the door him and arrest him. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason for the rest of it. No, there's not. He's That's going what I don't to understand. the jail. It's not like he's making a getaway. Yeah. You know where he's going. You know that he's going to talk to the sheriff. So arrest him when he exits. If you think the sheriff is the leak, what wait is, till he walks out. What, arrest everybody. everybody. What? But what did he? We'll never know. But what was he going to go tell the sheriff? There's a lot, and we will have to jump into this kind of. It's some of these conspiracy websites are just hard to read because you're like, oh man, that makes oh shit here. No, 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 that ain't gonna be. <laughs> yeah, because they have some good points, and then they just take a hard left. And you know, there are some good articles on Infowars, and I know y'all have to take that website with a grain of salt, but you have to again make your own decision. Read, educate yourself. I guess is my biggest thing. Just ask questions. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, and that, I think that's the thing that this. You know, I got in trouble at a school one time for asking questions, and I had to go up and say, look, I'm not being disrespectful. I just want to make sure that the powers that be have thought of this other side. And they hadn't, 
and I was told that I needed to shut up. Mm. But that's my thing. Why? Yeah. I'm not I'm not here to to just derail everything. I'm just asking. I've sat in too many meetings where people start to give us these great ideas and somebody asks a question and it derails the whole thing because they said no, that doesn't apply. Uh yeah, it does. That's why I'm asking the question. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm tired of saying, well, this all works except for what you're doing. Well, then why am I here? Yeah. So, yeah, that's my biggest thing. You know, we can get into the, basically, Finnicum's dead within 10 minutes. Uh, Ryan Bundy has shrapnel, which you're not going to get shrapnel unless they're shoot, shooting willy-nilly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, These are trained like, FBI agents. They're supposed to be able to qualify. yeah. I shouldn't be getting shrapnel for y'all shooting a guy walking through the snow. No. So anyway, after the death, after his death, um, they say that, you know, of course, he was going to reach in his pocket and shoot anybody that come up to him. Um, they find loaded handguns. They are, they do find a loaded 9mm uh, Ruger in his uh, jacket. Um, the autopsy and this is another point of contention, was performed on January 28th, but withheld it from the pe- press until March the 8th. That's... Uh, what the hell? Why? That's I what mean, I don't why? understand. Now, the cause of death was listed as three gunshot wounds to the back, ch- abdomen, and chest. All wounds were specified as gunshot entry from the back, left shoulder, Left upper back and right lower back. You shot a man in the back. Three shot times, him in the back. Not once. Three times. Three times. Yeah. So how do you know what he's reaching for? Mm-hmm. The guy with the taser is looking at him. So what was his what was his story? Does he collaborate with the other guy? He's never been never spoken been to spoken to. Yep. I bet he's in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there's any he, Okay. There's no video of the Oklahoma City bombing. There's no video of uh the Pentagon getting hit by a plane. But they got video of this guy on top of a mountain getting shot in the back three times. From a drone. From a drone. And that's the official video. Yeah. not They've confiscated all the cell phone videos. You can't post that. that None of it makes sense no. to me at all. It's all a sham. Uh, and then I think we even saw something, too, where there was, there was a potential um, mining site for uranium. Was that something that was brought up? And that's why the FBI wanted, or not the FBI, but that's the why government, BLM wanted, the, wanted land. the land. They were going to. There was a huge uranium ore deposit, and they wanted. That's the whole thing. That's because we're going green, baby. Yeah, we're going to destroy the planet. We're going to destroy the planet going green. Now, here's what's messed up: is they get another county, Deschutes County Sheriff's offices, to go and process the scene. So they get there, start processing, and realize that a bullet had struck the roof of the truck from a different trajectory than the way he was killed. So they ascertained if the bullet actually was recovered, and it was, and they get their computers out, figure out where it came from. It came from two FBI agents who were standing above the whole thing. So... They later determined that an FBI hostage rescue team member fired twice at Finnicum, missing and injuring the Bundy guy. So that's where the the other shooter was. The shrapnel come from. Yeah. And then the agent, who they won't say who he is, was investigated along with four other FBI agents who were suspected of attempting to conceal evidence of the gunshots. They supposedly told their uh, the FBI investigators and their superiors that they never fired anything. Mm. Yeah, right. So during the process and scene, the rifle cartridge casings supposedly fired by the FBI were reported to not be present. That's where the conspiracy starts coming in. However, an, an a state police officer later described seeing two casings at the scene where the FBI agents were. 
And then the aerial surveillance video that you referenced has them huddling together before breaking up with one bending over twice, picking up the shell casings. Mm-hmm. It says in the article, unknown objects. Motherfucker, he picked yeah, up he the picked shell, shell casings. Case. Let's not yeah. be stupid. Yeah. So they go into like a huge full-on investigation. They're watching surveillance video. They're watching cell phone videos. And two FBI trucks were searched for casing, but they wasn't found, while at least three state police officers were interrogated about their processing. So, yeah, the FBI is going to turn around and say you fucked up. Mm -hmm. State police fucked this up. They're going to put them, yeah, immediately put the blame on state police. And here's another thing. If these two dumbasses are are smart enough to pick up the casings, they sure as shit ain't going to leave it in the truck. No. No. That's a paperweight somewhere. Yeah, shit. No, that's, that's thrown in a river somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So on March 8th, the officials released their findings to the public. The Department of Justice had conducted an investigation. Like I said, the Shoots County Sheriff's Officer, our office did their own investigations. The DAs of Malware and Harney counties declared that his death was justified and necessary. No, it wasn't. It's clearly. Yeah, I understand. Now, here's the thing, and people that that listen to this is going to say, "Now you know how another community feels." My thing with this whole incident is, they made a choice to not end this peacefully by by doing this roadblock. That was never the plan. Never the plan. They were not going to let him get there. No. Now, a lot of people are going to point blame at, well, y'all, you can't say that he was reaching in his jacket, and therefore, I understand that. But there's a guy, this is not just an officer, this is not a police officer and a a perpetrator. This is a full-blown FBI, state police, roadblock takedown. The FBI hostage negotiation team is there. There was no negotiating. So we had had snipers on on set, so... If he had pulled that hand they, out, lights out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But right between the eyes. Sure. I mean, you know, they had a bead on him. What at whatever direction they had a bead on his ass. And so I understand the argument. No, no, no. Now you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You is can't this, say that this is Black Lives Matter and that. Yeah. And I'm like, no. There's a huge difference here. Mm-hmm. Most of the things that piss people off about police are he overreacted. And I know the argument is he was reaching in his gun. The guy thought he was a perceived threat. How the hell are you perceiving a threat when you're behind him? You see him put his yeah. hand in his yeah. gun. But the guy in or front even, of him is not the one that fired the fatal shot. Because his hand never went in his pocket. I think he stumbled. I think he stumbled and he pulled his hands down because he was about to fall. I mean, if you watch the video, the aerial video, it looks like he steps in a hole to the left side of his body and then he tries to gather his balance and then bam, bam, bam. You know, The guy runs up behind him and shoots him in the back. And I and, and I understand that that's my thing. That I'm not guy, saying that I hate people that are going to bring that up. That's not what I'm saying. I, yeah. And we can have a discussion about sure. how you're wrong. And I'm and you right. Got mill- <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, you got milliseconds to make that decision. But, if it was, a, and I understand the argument. If it was a one cop, I just happened to pull him over for speeding. But not and if I know stumbled. I got sharpshooters on this guy's ass. I mean, yeah, he ain't getting his, hand, getting out. his hand out. He's not getting the damn butt of the no, gun out. No, that, that's all they'll need to see. And then it's like, ding, 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 it's done. Um, is this officer who committed, uh, who shot him in the back? Is this, uh, is this a Jack Ruby situation? Gotta make sure a dead man can't talk. You know what I mean? Now it's out there that, um, the FBI agent in question was Joseph Astartia. Astarita. I'm sorry. Astarita. Um, he supposedly is the one that fired two shots, one of which penetrated the roof and exited through a window. Uh, FBI agents were believed to have recovered the ejected empty cartridges. A five-count indictment for lying about the circumstances at the scene of Finnecombe's death and obstruction of justice was obtained in Portland against said Astorita by the Department of Justice. He was represented by a public defender, He's a scapegoat, and his federal ju- and a federal jury found him to not oh, be guilty. Of course not. And then there was an accidental release of the identity of one of the state troopers who actually shot him. And they identify him as then lieutenant, but now hey. he's a captain. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> Casey Cotty. Of course. 
So I'm not, you know, we can get into the whole thing about the news conferences and this and that, you know, Bundy and honestly, and, the the news the news conferences is really the only thing you find any meat on. And there's like 58 minutes long. I mean, of them telling a bullshit story. And the person you're talking about that was in cuffs was Amon Bundy. That's yes. Clive and Bundy's. Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one that was in the yeah. And look, he just watched what went down with his dad, and he, so he was trying to show Finnicum, look, you got to be careful because you wouldn't. You yeah, you're gonna yeah, they're dead. gonna fuck up. You're gonna fuck up, and they're gonna kill you. Yeah, you give him a reason. So you're not gonna get. You're not gonna trip this Bundy guy up. No, he's already he's done he's done read this book. So you know the big thing is there was more than a thousand supporters that uh, that attended Finnicum's um, funeral in Kanab, Utah. They raised a memorial for him where it went down, and supposedly there was a hundred three percenters in Idaho that went to talk to their um, representative. Mm-hmm. And then on March fourth, a small group. Um, took to the Tucson, Arizona, demanding that the state trooper, state troopers that shot him be fired. And so then there was another rally at the state capitol in Utah. And so I think I think Governor Kate Brown in Oregon said that she wanted an independent investigation, which I think is the right thing to do, whether you know it's going to be in your favor or not. I think publicly you say that. She has to say that. Yeah, You know, she can't come out and say... Nope. Yeah. Department of Justice. I think she needs to come out and say, all right, hey, I hear your complaints. Let's get an independent investigation team in here. You know, like not a civilian independent that you can trust. And then we'll go from there. And so I don't know whatever happened to that investigation. I'm pretty sure they came to the same thing as Department of Justice because they want funding. Mm -hmm. But on August 27th of 2016, uh, Fenecombe's widow, Jeanette, announced she was filing a civil lawsuit against the state the Oregon State Police and the um, FBI. I wonder what happened with that. For civil rights violations. She retained a California attorney who was representing Bundy, and um, they also filed a wrongful death lawsuit in the U.S. District Court in Pendleton in January of 2018. And they named the FBI, the Oregon State Police, the Bu- the Bureau of Land Management, Governor Kate Brown, former FBI special agent in charge of Portland, and that Estorita that I talked about. They named the uh, senator from Oregon, the sen- Harry Reid from they were Nevada, going for everybody, the county sheriff of both counties, and a county commissioner. Um, and they were seeking five million in damages. Um, it don't seem like a whole lot. I, I think she was trying. And here's the thing. That's another thing that I, a lot of people don't understand. I think when you see some of these, um, I can't even think this morning. It's not about the numbers. Hell, how does numbers escape my brain? I'm hey, a teacher. It's cold outside. Yeah. So any anyway, sometimes when you see these numbers in lawsuits, you're like, they ain't gonna get fifty billion dollars. I think she came to that thinking that would take care of the ranch as long as she lived. Mm-hmm. And that would at least set the ranch up to be in the black, yeah, not in the red. We, I mean, we'll go talking crazy numbers. You go back look at Ruby Ridge. Um, the only member of the family left was the daughter, and they settled out of court for $3.1 million. And she's given a couple of interviews. What, what, what? Okay, you just killed my whole fucking family and took my million. land from me. And you're going to give me $3.1 million. Well, there was a judge in July of 2020 that dismissed everything in her lawsuit except the Oregon State Police. They gave her cookie. They they botched it. We're going to make them pay for it, which I'm sure there was funds put in an account somewhere to cover those, uh, cover that by somebody. Yeah, I mean, this it's just, just rotten. Yeah, it's rotten all so the way around. Rotten in Denmark. Yep. I guess my thing is, you know, the old man didn't have to die. You knew he was going to meet the sheriff. So why can someone please explain to me why you decided to take him down in a desolate stretch of road with no cell phone service? Why not just, like I said, wait until he meets with the sheriff, appease him. He's not been violent. He's just occupied. There's been no shots fired. Nothing. 
you obviously have an undercover guy there in the Jeep. Let him go in with Finnicum so that you can hear what's going on. If you think it's going sideways, arrest everybody, everybody there. Yeah. It comes out the door. Yeah. And and then uh they're gonna leave their guns inside in their vehicles. Yeah, You're not because you can't have, take them in the yeah. courtroom. Here's the whole other thing too. If you think that there may be some uh some uh crooked shit going on at the sheriff's department, why not go let them go in so you can get take All care of, of that too? Yeah. Because it wasn't going on. And they didn't want him to meet with the sheriff to t- to tell whatever he had to tell. He had a story to tell and they was gonna make sure he didn't tell it. Whatever that may be. Whether it's got anything to do with the Catholic Church or, or uranium, or uranium, or the cartel, or, yeah, I mean, you don't know. I mean, you you just don't know. But that's why that's what we're here to do to put it in your head. You ask questions, and if there's anything out there that you guys know that we didn't cover on this, uh, because there's not a lot. They tried to get a writ. They tried to erase as much of it as they could. So if you know if they're they're mining any. Uh, uranium out of that area or if you know that because it's been what five years going on six mm-hmm, now it'll be mm-hmm. six in the summer and if you know anything that like maybe some uh, inappropriate uh mishandling of uh wayward youth i mean let us know man we'll ask, we'll ask questions look it, and we may do an episode on this but there was a a national business that had these residential facilities they shut one down in minnesota because the staff was getting the kids to fight in the basement, like fight club, yeah. for extra food. Wow. How long ago was that? Uh, 2017? Yeah. So, that's, dude, it's, you think that still ain't going on. You gotta, Just like somebody said the other day, you think Epstein had the only island? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, uh what I want to do, like, next, we'll, um, I know we said we'll bounce around on these, but uh, I, before we do Waco, because Waco's maybe a two-parter, let's do Ruby Ridge next. Now, Ruby Ridge is one that just, when I started researching this one, uh, Ruby Ridge popped up, and I, I went ahead and got, got my feet wet on that, and it, holy shit, man. There's a whole Frontline episode out there that PBS did, and before PBS was under the, PBS did a great job, I think, investigating. Yeah. Um, is that still out there? Yeah, you can still find the Ruby Ridge Frontline. It's you. about 45 minutes. It may only be on uh, YouTube now, or, but I think Frontline... Lord, Lord, with all these streaming like streaming platforms, surely to God, it's on something. Well, I was going to say, I think Frontline is like on um, like on demand. You can go back. I don't know what season it was, but they interview the daughter, and, and, and I just... It's unreal. It's unreal they get away with that shit. Yep, you know, and it was over a dog. When you watch it, it's a dog. Yep. If the dumbass doesn't shoot the dog, none of it happens. But so. we say that, but I think they had all intentions of going in there and killing that whole family. My thing is, and those of you that are unaware, you'll we'll get into it officially. The rules of engagement were changed on U.S. soil. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any any male carrying a firearm use deadly force. No questions asked. No questions asked. You will not be reprimanded. But guess and, what? You shot the mom holding a 10-month-old baby right in the kitchen. Right through the door in the face. A baby, a handgun, it's all the same. Just shoot it. <laughs> no, it's not the same. So, But it's a terrible story. But uh, we're going to cover it. We'll talk about it. And, uh, again, man, uh, I just can't say it enough. Uh, way to go, dogs. I know it, man. National I, champions. I just pinched myself the whole time. I know. I'm like, Is this real? Is this real? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't know if anybody else saw it, but uh, – Bill Gates, crazy ass, finally come out and said that um, if enough people get Omicron, we'll just have to treat COVID like the seasonal flu. Well, no, no shit. fucking shit, Sherlock. That's what we've been saying since the first. That's what. And and I will tell you, the Omicron has run rampant. Like it's running rampant. Everybody's getting. It. Everybody's getting it, but nobody's dying. Ed and Andrew's fine. You know, nobody's dying. It's just you got sick. And that's how they they they've uh the, now the narrative is they're. Overstaffed. The hospitals are are uh, understaffed, or I'm sorry, are at full Overworked, capacity. Understaffed. Well, if you didn't fire half the fuckers for not getting the jab, yeah, you wouldn't be understaffed yeah. and overworked. So I wonder how that's going to go because you know there's going to be some lawsuits out there oh, now that man, Supreme Court struck down the mandate. You better believe uh, some people's about to get paid. All and, and when I say on people, the those attorneys about to get paid. Floyd Hospital during uh, late fall, early fall, late summer. Yeah. Man, it's it's going to be interesting to see what play, how that plays out. Yeah, 
they're, they're bankrupt in the America. That's <laughs> what's happening. So You know what's fucked up? Is I went to buy ground pork because we were going to make some kind of oriental dish. You can't find no damn ground pork. No, you can't. Hey, you can't find any bread and water right now, or bread and milk. Because right everybody's gonna make milk sandwiches. Milk this sandwiches in the south. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all take care. Deuces. <laughs>